Hey there, I'm personal trainer Jade Harrison and welcome to the Coaching Corner podcast. This is officially the first episode. Now on this podcast, I'm going to be posting some excerpts from my live Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash jdgains, as well as some excerpts from the private coaching calls that I do for my clients and subscribers in my Discord server. We're going to be going over everything from how to exercise to lose weight, build muscle and get strong, to just living a healthy lifestyle. Now keep in mind that there's a video component of this podcast and there are some times where it may make more sense to actually see what I'm talking about because this was recorded live on a video live stream. So if you would like to watch the video version of this podcast, make sure to go to my YouTube channel. That's the JD Gaines Coaching Corner. And also make sure to head to my website and subscribe to my email list for more updates, tips, and promotions on services and products that I offer. I am currently taking on personal training clients and I've just launched two new programs that you can sign up for. One is my weight training foundations course, which is a three month course for learning how to lift weights, build muscle, and get strong. This program is perfect for beginners who want to just get started in the gym. And it's also a good program if you have been away from the gym for a while and you want to recondition. Head to my website for more information on that. I've also just launched my 28-day fat loss challenge program. This program is perfect for exercisers of all levels, even if you are brand new to fitness. And it is a crash course that will walk you through how to get your body burning fat. In just 28 days, you will learn everything that you need to know to get your body into a calorie deficit, which is what you need if you want to burn fat and keep it off for good. So check out those programs on my website and let's get started with the podcast. Technique Tuesdays, let's go. If you wanna be strong, if you wanna lift big, you gotta focus on technique. So let's take a look at Technique Tuesday. If you want me to review your lifts, make sure you post them to the Technique Reviews channel in the Coaching Corner Discord. I'm gonna get started. First up, uh, first up, first up, first up, we have Sheps. Sheps with some deadlifts. All right, let's take a look. Ooh, Sheps, you looking beefy, bro. You looking beefy. All right, let's see this lift. Oh man, I wish I could see your knees. You gotta get your, you gotta get your, uh, what's it called? Camera a little higher in the slippers. I gave him permission for the slippers on deadlifts, just not on squats. It's not ideal because what if he let like, spreads the floor and does a split, my guy. I've tried, listen, Sweet Lou, if you wanna, if you wanna chip away at that, you go, you go ahead, you go ahead. As a slides enthusiast, I approve. Listen, we can have a debate. We can have a debate about slippers. <laughs> you know, um, we can have a debate about slippers. Here's the thing, um, I would be more, I'm more concerned with the use of slippers with slipper usage, slipperage um, on squats because I really dislike the idea of you walking out with a lot of weight on your back in slippers. I'd rather you be barefoot, like legit bare feet. Well, the problem with Sheps is like his feet get sweaty 
and then like they slip on the floor. Although it looks like you got a little you got a little mat down now. Is that new? Was that has that always been there? This over. Has that has that mat always been there? Chalk the floor. Fuck it. Eh, you could put chalk on your feet. <laughs> Gotta pay for that. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yes. Uh, we've had the slippers conversation. I'm just happy that it's not that he's not doing it on squats. That's so it don't destroy the floor. I, I actually like it. Is it, it? It's pretty thin. Have you thought about getting, um, I mean, this is smelly as heck when you first put them down, but like a horse stall mats, uh, horse stall mats, pretty staple, staple thing for gym floors. Um, they smell terrible initially when you first put them down because it's just like pure rubber. Um, but they eventually, they eventually get better. But that might be a good thing to put up underneath your squat rack as well. Yeah, you can make your own platform. Pretty cheaply, yeah, and easily. Um, I think that John put together mine. Well, he, it was his when he put it together. He put his together, this together. That's now mine. It's just like it's three layers of um, what's it called? Like sheet wood. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain is not working. I took Tylenol to see if I could get rid of the headache and maybe I could speak English better. Plywood, thank you. Plywood. It's like three layers of pretty thick plywood. Um, and then on two of the things, it's instead of plywood, a uh, horse stall mat. So very easy to put together, driftwood. <laughs> okay, so let's actually review. It's hard, to, I'm gonna be honest with you chefs, it's hard to review the form because I can't really see your knees. Um, like most of your lower body is obscured. Um, are you telling your dog to stay? Is that what that was? Um, and it's it's hard to see, right? So it's difficult to give any technique review from the hips down. But I will say one thing that I do like um, is in looks, in visinees, right? Um, right there. Um, what I, no distance, so I don't hit the bar. Your distance, so you don't hit the bar, is too close. With your hand. Um, so one thing that I do like to see, it's again, it's hard to tell. I would like the camera angle to be a little bit higher. That way I can see the angle of your hips and your knees, where your shins are, and then where your hands are on the bar. So like a little bit higher, right? Um, but it does look like you've got your scapula right over the bar. He was telling the metal rack to see where it was, and it did. Oh, to the rack, to the rack, gotcha. I see, I see, I see. Um, so I do like to see the scapula right over the bar, and we, we got that there. One thing that I think um, I would like to see more of, what was it? Um, I was gonna say something, but now I don't remember what it was. Oh no. Oh, oh, that, 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 okay, yeah. So what I would like to see, instead of you rolling the bar to you, right, instead of rolling the bar to you, what I would like for you to do is go ahead and just put the bar on the ground, okay? And then walk up to it, walk up to it with your feet in position, 
okay? Be back in like 10 minutes. Okay, it'll probably be 10 minutes before I get to your lift. Um, walk up to the bar, step up to the bar rather than roll to the bar. This is kind of a best practices thing. We don't want to really get into the habit of rolling the bar to us. Um, I would like you to walk up to the bar, step up to the bar, get in position that way, then reach straight down and rip it up. Um, so that, are you using straps? It can't, no, you're not using straps, are you? No, you're not. Oh, yeah, you are touching the rack, aren't you? Okay, I see, I see. Is there a reason for that? Like injury? No straps, no straps. Good, 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 good. I wasn't sure, because that's the kind of setup that I do see a lot of times. See how you're kind of like rolling the, the weight along the floor and then getting it into position. Um, yeah, we just don't want to, we don't want to get into the habit of rolling the bar towards you because that can tr easily turn into using the momentum of <laughs> the roll to get the weight up. Kind of strongman style, right? You'll see this in strongman, but you're doing powerlifting, right? Um, rolling it back away from the rack. Yeah, there you go. So what I would like you to do is just make sure that the bar is at full stop, right? So if you do need to roll it towards you, fine. But just make sure, take your hands off the bar, make sure that the bar is at full stop. Because for powerlifting, we want to pull the bar straight up from completely still on the, on the floor, okay? Oh, so I shouldn't have the bar rolling down a ramp towards me leading up to the lift? <laughs> no, you should not. Um, let me demonstrate what I'm talking about. Oh, shoot, I forgot to put a marker down. I'm not managing myself well today. I am all over the place. Why am I half crazy today? Got too much on my mind. Bar goes up a half pipe, does a side kick lift. There we go. Okay, so let's let's see what I'm talking about. We'll just put some baby weight on for demonstration purposes. quick 10 minutes. Um, so what I'm talking about ideally what I would love to see when you are approaching your deadlift. So you're doing conventional, right? So regardless of whether you're doing conventional or sumo, um, you know, get the bar where you want it, okay, on the ground first. You're facing the rack, so make sure that you're like, you know, you get it set, 
and then you're going to start from standing. And then I want you to step up to the bar and get your foot placement where it needs to be, right? So with our deadlifts, we want to see the bar right over the shoelaces, cutting the foot in half. That's our cue for sumo and conventional and stiff leg, okay? Um, so we want the, the bar right over the shoelaces. Make sure that you are, you know, right in front of the bar, okay? And um, we want to lift the bar up, straight up from the ground, from still. So we get into our position, hips back. Make sure that our scapula are right over the bar. We're going to pull the slack out of the bar, fire up the engines, and then stand up. And then pull back down. Okay, what we want to avoid is having the bar up here, right? We step further away and then we roll the bar to us and then start the lift, right? Because that is not just, this just not a great habit to get into because it can easily turn into where you're rolling the bar to you using the momentum to get the bar up, which is something that you might use in a strongman competition. But for powerlifting, we're lifting the bar from zero, from no movement at all. So that's what we want to practice. Um, the other thing is when you are rolling the bar towards you, you're starting with the bar not over your feet or not where, they, where it needs to be. So you risk having... You, you risk having the bar too far away from your body to where like you're not making that triangle that we like to see, right? Because as you're rolling it forward or rolling it back towards you, you may actually stop it too soon, right? And it's not actually over the shoelaces. It's not cutting your, your feet in half. You want to be able to see from the top that the bar is cutting your foot in half. So that's why... I also like you to step up to the bar so you can make sure that your feet are in the right position. Um, you just rolled it to move it away from the rack. Okay, that's fine. I just want to make sure um, to address that because it's something that I do see people doing a lot. So we don't ever want to be pulling the bar to us before we do our deadlift. Ideally, we want to have it in position from standing, cut the foot in half, and then we get into our position. Okay. Nurse Daddy, what's up? How to do it? Oh, for, for uh, sumo, you know, we're doing the same thing. We're stepping up to the bar, cutting the foot in half, making sure that the bar is where it needs to be before we reach down. Okay. Because that's how it's going to be in competition. So that's, that's what we're looking for. Solid ass form. Well, it's only 95 pounds. So I better be able to do it with good form with 95 pounds, bro. So for sumo, hand placement is the same. Oh, let's talk about the difference between sumo and, and conventional. It's um, a good question. Let's get 
sip. Let me actually bring the camera up a little higher because you need to kind of see what my little feet are doing. Okay, so there's many, many styles of deadlift. Many, many styles of deadlift. Um, the two main styles of competition lifts that we'll see, you know, in a powerlifting competition are generally split into two families. You have your conventional deadlift and you have your sumo deadlift. Conventional deadlift is where you have your feet underneath your hips, you have like a more narrow stance, and then your hands are on the outside of your legs, okay? Um, and this form is gonna be a lot more of a hip hinge movement. Um, you're gonna have your hips much further back um, versus a sumo. And a sumo deadlift is where the feet are wider, the toes are generally turned out to like 10 and two o'clock. And then your hands are placed on the inside of where your legs are placed. And generally with sumo, you get a lot more of a knee bend with that. It's a little bit more of a squat than a hip hinge. You do hip hinge, but you're generally gonna be more upright. But there is a lot of nuance in between those two forms. Um, you'll see in especially like strongman competitions, strongman lifts when they're lifting those tires, right? It's kind of a sumo in terms of foot placement and hand placement, but you'll also see people doing a lot more of like a hip hinge there. That's what my sumo actually used to look like. Um, I used to do more of a hip hinge, but a wide stance. There's also frog stance, which is silly, silly, which I actually kind of want to learn. Um, frog stance is where you're, there's like your, your, your toes are extremely turned out and it's a deep knee bend versus a hip hinge. Um, so there's many different, you know, there's, there's, there's vari variables between them, but generally we split it between those two families, sumo and conventional, or conventional and sumo. Um, let me get a sip of water. <laughs> Waits for Segason to emerge with the step frog line. So with a conventional, um, we're stepping up to the bar. Can you see my feetsies? Hmm. Let me zoom out a little bit. Can we zoom out? Let me turn. There we go. Um, this feels weird going this way. Um, okay, so for conventional, right, we want our feet under the, underneath our hips. Step up to the bar. Make sure that the bar is cutting your foot in half. Some people are going to have their feet really close. Generally, you know, somewhere like underneath your hips. Um, we're going to push our hips back. And we are with our hands outside of our legs. Okay, uh, for sumo, we're gonna step up to the bar and we have the feet outside-ish where the legs, I'm sorry, your, our feet outside where your hands will be placed. And there is a hip hinge, but you're also gonna bend your knees a little bit more. And you're reaching on the inside of where your, your feet will be. Um, 
and let me get a little view from the side. So you can see like the difference in the hip hinge versus knee bend. Poor camera. How oh, now? I'm stuck. There we go. Get a little side profile view. Coo. Coo. Hold on, we gotta activate this camera. Is it plugged in? Is it plugged in? Hmm. Try a different, a different hole. Dan the man. There we go. Excellent. Move the disguise. Disguise in focus. Okay. Day in the man. Okay, so once again, I'll demonstrate our conventional. So we walk up to. So that's our conventional, our sumo, walk up to the bar. Actually, let me move this over a little bit. That's from the front, so you can see the difference. Let me show from the side. Yeah, that's, that'll look good. Hoo-wee, how's everybody? Doing pretty good. How are you feeling? Okay, so here's conventional, where I'm going to have a more narrow stance. Oof, I need to scooch these guys back. Okay. 
Okay, let me catch my breath. It's only 95 pounds, but that's 15 reps so far. Get a doctor's appointment, everything checks out. Good, I'm glad to hear that. Okay, so now finally sumo from the side. Y'all notice that with this one, I'm going to be kind of squatting into it a little bit more. So I step up. Actually, let me keep the hand placement consistent. That's my, I use a mixed grip in my own lift, but we'll keep it consistent double overhand. Whew. So now you see front and back, or front and side. Did that make sense? Okay. That is cardio. It is cardio. <laughs> Can I see you on the back again? Bro, I'm not doing 10 more reps. I'm not gonna cater to you nerds. <laughs> um, okay, so that is generally what I'm looking for for setting up on your conventional or your sumo deadlifts. Um, <sighs> um, so again, you wanna like step up to the bar Rolling is okay to put it in placement, but I would like you to just kind of like let it stop moving, get set, stand from the top, and make sure that visually the bar is cutting your foot in half, feet in half, okay? Um, let's go back to Sheps's. But it looks like lightweight. Just got here. Can you redo all of it? What's up, Freeman? So, you like the part where I said you looked beefy. Oh my gosh, guys, come on. Come on, guys. Um, it's a good touch and go. Um, you said that you are back on high intensity lifts, though, right? Um, you might, I mean, because that's his volume, right? How many did you do? Stay there. Strength? So that's one, two, three, four, five. Gotcha. So I'm going to say, Oh, six, okay. If you are focused on strength and developing strength, you gotta remember what strength is. 
Strength is um, your muscle's capacity to generate force. Okay. With doing touch and go reps like this, where you're not really letting the weight rest at the bottom, you are taking out a little bit of the load that your muscles are under between reps, right? So the first rep is going to have more load on the muscles when you do touch and go reps like this. That rep, your muscles had a lot more load than on that rep because the weight is still in motion and it's kind of bouncing off the floor. And that is going to, that's going to make it so that it's easier to lift the successive reps. But if your goal is right now to work on strength and maximizing how much force your muscles can generate, I would recommend that you pause between each rep and even reset. I would completely reset between each rep. Let the weight rest on the floor, top off your breath, rebrace, because that is going to make it so that each rep that you do is starting from zero. So your muscles have to push a lot more. Um, when you are just working for hypertrophy, touch and go is okay. But at the same time, you'll even get more gains out of letting the weight pause on the floor. So I would say pause, reset, top off your breath between and rebrace between each rep because now you're getting into your big boy lift. So you want to, because I'm telling you right now, what you just lifted, uh, if you were my client, I would say that is lightweight. We need more. You, you need more. You need more load. You need more weight. Do you, what percentage of your one rep max is this weight that you're doing here for six? You have to force yourself to pause. But you fucking did it, though. But you fucking did it. I was so, yo, I literally squee, squeed. I squeed. I, 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 I literally squeed when I saw, when I was looking at your, your squat videos and you, like, reset between your heavy squats. I was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, hey, um, dude, you're going to be able to lift so much more by resetting because especially now as we head into your higher intensity stuff, you're going to need that. You're not going to be able to hold your breath between, you know, two or more reps as we get into that higher shit. So I'm excited. And your, your, um, your bench base is also looking so much more solid, like, cause you're actually getting your feet more underneath your, your butt. Um, so it, it looks like you're actually using more, more leg drive. Mm. Do you want me to put your lift, one of your lifts up here so we can look at it together? I don't have to. Don't have to. Um, let's see. So that's deadlifts. Those are my tips for, for sheps on deadlifts. I'd like to see a little, little bit more pause in between each rep. Um, and next time, I, I would love for the camera to be higher um, so that we can see the knees and the shins and the hand placement, if we can, because that will help us to give you some more specific guidance for ripping that weight up off the floor. Um, your current one rep max is 425. Uh, that day was six, it was, 
325. So you're literally going to make me calculate it. Got it. Okay. Cool, cool. 75. Yeah, yeah. So that's, um, I'd still say that's hypertrophy range. That's still kind of hypertrophy-ish range. It's on the higher end of hypertrophy, lower end of intensity. Um, how do I make, how do I make Discord stop making noises? You have squats and pause squats from yesterday. Do you want to post them in the Discord? And we can take a look. Um, hypertrophy, yes. Yeah, I um, just easing back into the heavy list. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense since it's like your first week into it. Um, but I mean, I think uh, I'd like to see more of like 80, 85% for that. Um, 80, 85-ish. Keeps making you, how do I turn it off? I, I don't, I used to not have it make noise. Uh, appearance, accessibility, notifications. Sounds is disabled. Oh, message. Turn all the sounds off. All of them, 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 all of them forever. No more sounds from Discord ever again. There, I fixed it. Should I increase the weight of my top set each week? Five to ten pounds? You could. You could. Um, you could also just use the, um, like, National Strength and Conditioning Association's sort of recommendations for percentages. Um, I have a spreadsheet for that. Hell yeah, let's spread them sheets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so hypertrophy, 75% is like, I can't believe I still called it transmutation. I moved away from calling it that. This is an old sheet, this is an old sheet. Um, Go ahead and call that intensification. Because like all the nerds were like, what is this? Like in what is that thing where you like turn alchemy? Alchemy, when you turn like stuff into gold. Intensification. I was getting I was getting flack from the nerds. Here I did a little slash thing. No, we're not even mentioning that anymore. Um brr, what are your what are your maxes? You said your max is 425? Yeah, that's at the bottom range. You could totally do more. You could totally do more. That's the Texas method. It's also the G. Z C L P method, or is it G C Z L P D D's nuts? Just a little, just a little, 
That's the jizzle <laughs> method too. Um, they are right. It's a spell in Warhammer. Yeah, that's why I'm not doing it. That's not we're not talking. We're not calling it transmutation anytime. What fucking nerd calls it transmutation? Mark Ripto out here screaming in folks' ears. Add five pounds to the barbell. Yeah, you could add well um, to the jizzle method. They have you adding ten pounds every week to squat and deadlift. Um, five pounds to bench and overhead press. But if you wanted to follow, this is the NISCA, this is the NISCA, 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 National Strength and Conditioning Association's recommendations as accumulation is 60, or hypertrophy is 60 to 75%. Um, 75 to 90% is like the lower range of uh, strength and power. Higher range of strength and power is between 90 and, and, and 100%. I think I need to add weight to my squats. Um, yes. Well, I mean, yeah, we're going to be um, testing your five rep maxes next week, though. So we're going to be definitely, we will be. Um, oh, I'm so glad that you're here, Imad, because I wanted to talk to you about um, a program that I want to put you on for, the, for your, like, um, intensification block after we test your maxes next week. Um, I think that you're going to really like it. It's a little bit different format from what we have been doing. Um, what we've been doing is kind of doing... Um, a bench day, a squat day, a deadlift day. Um, but I want to put you on the method. Um, and I'm actually thinking of putting Guy on this too and just giving him an accessories day. Um, but the acronyms are so hard. Why couldn't he name it something that people could fucking remember? I put tabs on it, a four-day version. Yeah, that will... Uh, guy doesn't care about overhead press, I don't think. I don't think guy cares about overhead press, so we're not doing an overhead press day. Because um, it's his Reddit username. I know, but, like, that's such a stupid <laughs> name. Let's call it something else. Like, can we call it something that, I, that people who don't struggle with acronyms, people who don't have any dyslexia can actually say? Can we not? Okay. Um, but the just loop method... The GZCLP method, GZC linear progression model, I think is a lot of fun. It sounds like it's a lot of fun, and I think it's going to give us everything that we ever dreamed of for you. Um, so basically, every day you have two big lifts. You have two big lifts. You're going to be doing upper body and lower body rather than just focusing on upper body and then focusing on lower body. Um, and it's a three, they, there's a three-day program, and basically you, ha you have, like, t t there's three tiers to your lifts. I'm going to have you doing, like, three lifts a day, um, plus, like, whatever accessories you have time for. Um, so the tier one lift is, like, your main high-intensity lift. That's the one where we're going to be lifting heavy. Um, and that's going to be a squat on one day, it's going to be bench on another day, and deadlift on another day. Um, Basically, we're going to be starting with five sets of three. And to get the weight for that, we're going to use a five rep, um, your five rep max. So that's what your max test next week is going to give us, is like what our starting numbers are. So five rep max, we're going to use 85% of whatever that number is, okay? And then you're going to lift five sets of three for your tier one lift every day. Um, and, uh, and then after you finish those five sets of three, you're going to uh, do a tier two lift, which is going to be for volume. So you'll do three sets of 10. 
So lighter weight, right? We're not gonna be going this high. You're gonna be more in this 60 to 75% of your one rep max, which I will estimate for you based on your five rep maxes. Okay, so we'll be lifting in that range of, of intensity. I'll tell you what weight I want you using. Um, and then you have a tier three lift or exercise. That's an accessory. Um, and that one is gonna be a, a three by 15, three sets of 15. Um, so you're gonna be doing upper body, lower body every day. Um, and this, but we're spreading out, like on some days you're gonna be doing high intensity, on other days you're gonna be doing um, high volume for that lift so that you get the muscle building and you also get the strength focus. And if you are struggling, this is the part that gets a little bit confusing. I think this is the only part that's gonna be a little confusing for you where you, this is the only part where you have to do some kind of thinking during your workouts. And I'm gonna type this up and send it to you. Um, if you, we're gonna start with like the 85% of your five rep max, that's gonna be your starting weight. And then every week, we're gonna add more weight. That's the linear progression. Every week, we're gonna add 10 pounds to your squat, 10 pounds to your deadlift. And then we're going to add five pounds to your bench and five pounds to your overhead press, okay? Um, and if you experience failure, if you do, if you, if you experience failure and you're having trouble keeping up with the five by three or with the three by 10, um, then we drop back the number of reps that you're gonna be doing and increase the number of sets that you're doing. So you're gonna do five, you're gonna try to do five sets of three, but if you're struggling to get that third set, or sorry, that third rep, then you're gonna do six sets of two. So for the rest of the workout, you're only gonna go for two reps in each set. And if you fail at that, you're gonna bump it down to just sets of one rep, and you're gonna go up to 10 sets. Again, I will explain this to you. Um, I like this because um, it just kind of like, you automatically just add weight every week and you try your best to hit the target of five by three. But if you can't, then you just bump it down to sets of two. Um, and then if you can't do sets of two, then you bump it down to sets of one, right? And we keep going with this. Um, and it's, and it, the, the, the good thing about this program is that it like helps you to increase the maximum load that you're doing. So you're eventually going to be doing one rep maxes, right? Or sets of one. Um, and I do want you to be practicing that as we get into this like strength focus period, but you're also at the same time, every week you're gonna be doing volume sets. So you're gonna be building muscle and also working on your cardio. So this, this like addresses our need for both the working on your work capacity um, and muscular like endurance type stuff. If it gets bumped down to 10 by one, do we add more weight the next week still? Um, that's a good question. I think that I think that we'll follow the rule of two. You keep adding weight till you fail, and then yeah, um, once you get to ten by one, and you yeah, and if if you fail that, then we kind of like restart the whole process, get a new five rep max, and then we start from there, um, and we put in a deload if needed, a deload if needed. Um, so it's, 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 this gives you something that you can kind of like chase because we've talked about like you want something that you, like a goal that you're pursuing, a sense of progression. This gives you something that you can chase, right? Is like, 
um, we're trying to increase that five rep max. And I think that uh, what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that it like would probably run for like five, six weeks, five, six weeks before we get to the final countdown. We're like 10 by one is like a struggle. Um, and then we just, you retest your five rep maxes and then we restart again. Or we switch to a different model, right? Um, so what do you think about that? What do you think? I don't know if it makes sense. I'm gonna write it out for you. Actually, I have it written out for you. Um, and if you want to see, there's a little, there's a little infographic actually. I think it, I think it sounds like fun. Twitch. Where's Twitch? Did I shut Twitch down? Why did I do that? So that is an option. I would recommend that. It sounds good. I mean, if you don't, if you hate the idea, you can say that too. Like we can, we can try something else, but I actually think that you would like it. Because again, it gives us that sense of progression, something that you're like working towards. And then you also can take your, Give your, give your brain a little bit of a break from judging RPE all the time. Because I know that you guys kind of get a little bit, I think you guys get a little bit tired of like judging RPE. Just need to make sure it's time so we have a full deload before one of my events. Oh, for sure, yeah. The thing is like we can do a deload at any time. We can do a deload at any time and we can literally just restart the cycle at any time. We just basically are gonna have a like a test of our five rep maxes and then use that. You're terrible at judging RPE anyways. A lot of people are. It's not something that I want you to completely get rid of. It's something I want you to continue to sort of think about. But I know you bros, like I know, I know you don't want, you don't want to be thinking. You like to turn your brain off while you're working out. I get it. I get it. It's still something I want you to think of. I still want you paying attention to your body. Um, but this might be a good way for us to get a better sense of like, you know, as we level up, as we reach, as we reach towards greater, greater strengths, greater strongs. Is this the jizz clip method? <laughs> yeah, this is the jizz clip method. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the jizz clip. That's what we're calling it from now on. Yes, because isn't that what it is? G, Z, C. Oh, fucking yeah. That's what we're calling it from now on. The jizz clip method. Pfft, yeah. Fuck those acronyms, dude. I ain't got time to be trying to remember an acronym. No way. This is, this is what we're doing. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah. See, this is why I have a community. This is why I'm not like a solo person because I can't brand shit. I can't come up with clever stuff like that. Yes, this is, we're doing the jizz clip method. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it for myself too because it sounds like fun. Um, and it's technically a program for beginners, but like you can run an inter, the intermediate and advanced levels of it is just you add accessories. That's the only difference. You have more accessories. Um, for, for baby beginners, they just do the tier one and tier two lifts. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're on the baby weight lifestyle, just starting with powerlifting, um, you just do tier one and tier two lifts, but intermediate and advanced, you add some tier three 
you're probably gonna be cooked after tier three. I don't know that you even wanna add anything else after that. I think in terms of like, if I add other exercises to your workouts after your tier three lift, um, it's gonna be mobility, like little mobility exercises. Crumbs Army, thank you so much for the follow. Then it's not 531. If you're gonna do 531, I recommend sticking. Oh, I totally missed some, some messages from chefs. Okay. Chefs, chefs again. He was like, everybody gonna say my name, no matter how impractical. Well, now we're calling him Jizz Clip. Or now we're calling his, uh, <laughs> now we're calling his program Jizz Clip. I love how modifiable it is too, because I can change your tier three around anytime I want, um, your tier three lift. And that's gonna be dependent on like what your, what we need to work on. But in terms of your big lifts, I think it's gonna be fun. Jizz clip or jizzer size? <laughs> well, jizz clip when it comes to power lifting. Jizzer size, I'm sure we could come up with. <laughs> jizzer size is spicy snuggles, you know, cardio with your partner. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Weird lady. Um, just clip adjacent. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Uh, we have other exercises that we need to review. Do I need to lower my, I'm gonna keep my, Never mind. I can't finish sentences. ADHD, it's hitting hard today. We're having a hard time finishing our thoughts and sentences, and we're also having trouble remembering what the fuck is going on. Uh, brr, let's see. We have another deadlift from the chefs. This is be a lift four times a week and run two. No, we can keep it three days a week uh, uh, lifting. If you want to do four times a week, we can. Do you have time? Ooh-wee, you're too tall. Too tall. Everybody wanna have an acronym and look smart until it gets turned into a jizz clip. I really love that. I hope that I come up with something that turns into a jizz clip. <laughs> Wait, that's my only fans. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so full disclosure, military presses, overhead presses are not my strong suit, military press. Um, it's not my strong suit, so I'll do my best. There is a freaking mosquito in my house, and it's biting me. Can you do this outside of the rack, I wonder? Because you're hitting the top of the rack here, and that, I would love for you to be able to, like, stabilize the weight without it bumping into stuff. You'll just have to move the bar and you have to move the J hooks to the outside. Is that something you can do? Tripod is fairly inexpensive. You get the phone off the floor for better angle. Yes. Yeah, you can use like a simple, easy peasy. You can take it outside. That's what I would say. That way you're not hitting the rack. Um, let's see, okay. 
and it, it's, it's just tricky with this angle. I, I do have a little bit of concern um, with, your, with your back alignment. I'm seeing, I'm seeing some lumbar spine arching. Um, and that does concern me a little bit because when you're, when you're doing this lift, um, you want to make sure that your core, yeah, you want to, that was good right there. At the very top there, like where you're sort of like standing in alignment. Even then, I think that your hips are tilted a little bit. Um, your, your, your pelvis seems to be tilted a little bit. Um, and this is a really common mistake um, with overhead press. Why I actually have my clients, when they're learning overhead press, I have them do it seated. I have them do it seated so that it takes away the tendency to tilt the hips and arch the back. Um, and this, this is another reason why I'm, overhead press is not my favorite exercise. Uh, but, you know, when you're doing it, let me get my other little bar. Like a lot of people have this tendency. To. Okay. Yeah. So you want to have an athletic stance anytime you are lifting anything ever. Athletic stance is basically how you stand right before you're about to squat. So. Quads fired up, um, abdominals engaged, and we want what's called a neutral pelvis or neutral hips, hip tilt. So think of your pelvis as a bowl of water. We don't want to spill the water forward, and we don't want to spill the water back, right? We want it stable, and that's how we want it to stay while we're doing any exercise. It is super tricky with overhead press to keep that hip tilt because what a lot of people will do with this one is they do that. Like you'll, you'll see people kind of starting to really arch the back. I'm overemphasizing it here, but this is the tendency. And they also tend to like lock out the leg, the, the knees as well. This is not a stable position. You want to get into that athletic position where your hips are neutral and your abdominals like zip all of that up. Okay, so even though, and it's, I think why it happens is it's like a counterbalance to, because like in order to get the weight up, you kind of have to like get your head out of the way. So you can kind of like start to, you can sort of push the weight forward and that's where you kind of start to lean back because you're like trying to get it over your face, right? So that's, I think, where it comes from. So we just want to make sure that we are kind of keeping, keeping it bouncy in the knees and keeping the pelvis neutral. We're not trying to spill water. And we want at the top to have our body in alignment. Hands are over the shoulder, shoulders over the hips, hips over the feet. Okay. Um, and I see that it's something that I, I, I have to work on with my clients too, which is why I do prefer to start people with the seated overhead press. Um, so they learn like you have no choice but to keep your hips under your shoulders at that point. So just watch out for that.
Watch out for that. I think it will be easier when you are doing this outside of the rack and you don't have to worry about hitting the top of the rack because I think that there may be a little tendency to like be a little bit more gingerly about it because you know you're gonna hit the top of the rack. Um, just try to try to avoid that tendency to turn it into like an incline bench press, right? Because that's like kind of what, what, what happens for a lot of people where like it's forward. You wanna keep it up overhead but make sure that your hips are under the bar too. Crossfitters hurting themselves from tear a bad form. Yeah. And I know it gets, it, it, the overhead press does get a lot of hate because people really fucking up, people be fucking up their backs, you know? Um, and it's such a, it's such a tricky exercise to execute. It's honestly, it's one of the more like tricky technical exercises. And then also you got to have the shoulder mobility for it too, which a lot of us who work in front of computers, we don't have, like our front of our shoulders are super tight. You got to have good shoulder mobility in order to execute this exercise as well. So it's like tricky from the bottom down to keep the pelvis uh, neutral, but then it's also tricky on, in terms of the shoulder alignment because like if you have forward rounded shoulders and you try to do this exercise, you're going to be restricted and like getting, it's going to be hard for you to get the bar over your head, but like if you are able to externally rotate your shoulders, it's a lot more stable there because you're able to pull the bar back. So it's one of those exercises that the risk of injury is high because you've got the back issue, you also have the shoulder issue. You in joint call runnings you like in the stream today? Well, thank you. How you doing? Um, so yeah, I every time I I literally, so with overhead press, I literally never assign it unless someone specifically requests it. If I have a client who specifically requests overhead press, I'm like, okay. But it's not something I'm usually going to be putting into programs because, unless it's a seated overhead press, because um, it is so technically risky, you know? But if someone tells me, I wanna risk the biscuit, I wanna risk it for the biscuit, and I say, okay. But don't complain when I have you doing like 30 minutes of priming because your shoulder mobility sucks. Okay. Doing good, trying to get a run in today, but the rain and work are being butts. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I'm loving this fall weather that I'm having. It's just overcast. It's giving spooky season. And I'm just like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Which bitches rise up? It is time. It's time for spooky time. Spooky season, let's fucking go. Overcast, spooky as fuck. Okay, but this biscuit might fuck you up. Exactly, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so overhead press, that's, that's my tips for overhead press chefs, chefs agains. What I really want to do are power cleans and clean and presses. Then you've got to uh, watch your pelvis, okay? That's what I wanna say. I'd 100% rather do them over, with over, over, overhead press. Well, the thing is like they are an overhead press, it's just that they're explosive, okay? So you, you're gonna have the weight moving a lot faster. So it is ex especially important that you be stable in that position. So doing it slow is a good way to 
you know, work on the technique so that when you do it fast, you can execute it with good technique and reduce your risk of um, um, injury. Um, as Bruce Lee says, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, okay? So slow is the foundation. Works for martial arts and for powerlifting slash Olympic lifting. Slow and light to get the technique right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeppers. Okay, let's move on. Sheps thinks he's the star of the show. Just kidding. Thank you so much for posting your videos for us to take a look at. Psyguy Geek! Psyguy Geek in the house. Psyguy Geek is one of my clientes. If you're going to dabble in Olympic lifting in any way, get a coach. It's not something you can com competently solo teach. Yes, I agree. I agree. I think it's always a good idea to work with a coach if you can in any kind of heavy lifting. What time is it? It's not even close to time. Why are you rushing me? Your dinner is not until like another hour and four minutes. Okay, let's go. Psyche Geek in the house. Um, let me take a look. Excuse me. Let me see what these numbers are. Uh, so deadlifts. Am I ready for Halloween? It's always Halloween in my heart. I stay ready. That is so small. Let's make that bigger. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's get the setup. I look at him starting from standing like a good boy. Okay. He's a conventional boy. Hmm. I think I want to work on hip hinge a little bit more with my friend here. I think we're having a similar issue to what I was talking about with one of my other clients. You know who you are. Everybody. What's the weight? Uh, that's 315. That's 315. One of my concerns here, I mean, it's strong. It looks strong. One of my concerns here, though, is I would like to see just a, I would like the, I would like the booty to pop back a little bit more. Um, I would like to see. I'm just a little bit nervous about right there. Um, where the bar seems to be kind of going whoop, around the knees. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The bar is coming forward a little bit rather than straight up and down. Um, and I think we got, we probably got some tight hips and hamstrings. Okay, straight up. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just on the way down. So I think my friend, we might be doing some stiff leg or um, Romanian in the future for accessories, just so that we can practice that lowering the weight back down, making sure that we're not having to go over the knees. Um, 
but it looks strong overall. This is something that's like, it's not a huge issue because like the weight, the bar path on the way up, which is what counts, right, for powerlifting, um, is going pretty much straight up and down. But the knees are a little bit past the bar. And I worry that that eventually could interrupt the bar path on the way up. It doesn't seem to be doing that at the moment because the knees are getting out of the way as the bar comes up, which I, I'm happy about. But it's like lowering the weight back down um, because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't really want the bar to be like resting on the thighs at all or having to like do this on the way up or on the way down. It's like, let's see if you guys can see. So like, we don't want the bar to have to like go whoop around the knees, right? So the bar's coming up and then it goes like around the knees and then comes up or coming down around the knees and then down. So we want it like to go straight up and we want it to go, this is so hard to do backwards, straight down rather than a kind of a curve around the knees type of situation. And dead, uh, RDLs will help with that. Um, so just as the it's the eccentric that I want to work on with with my friend. Um, you've been doing a lot of RDLs recently. You swear it's made your glute peachier. Wow. So that's I mean, and that's um, like I said, it's it's I mean, sweetly, what do you think? Like, it's not a huge deal because again, it's not really affecting the ascension. It's not really affecting the concentric, but, well, is it? Hold on. Yeah, the knees are getting out of the way by the time the bar comes up. But my, my what, what makes me nervous about it coming back down that way is um, as the, the bar, you see how it kind of drifts forward a little bit there, rather than going straight up and down, is, you know, that's where we could get some back issues. As the bar path moves forward, that's going to put more strain on the lower back, right? Um, lowering the bar back down, and that's where we could potentially just be making the back work harder than it needs to. So that that is what makes me nervous about it, and that's why I want to do some RDLs to see if we can correct that on the way down, if that makes sense. Let me clip that so that we can send it to Psyguy. You could do a drill lift to help. To be honest, if it varies rep to rep. There's a lot of good and some not so good. So it's the consistency of reps that I notice. But I agree on the eccentric. If the bar escapes more, it's where real injury can happen. Yes, especially because Psyguy is going to be heading into heavier lifting in this next block. We're going to be testing maxes two weeks from now. And so I just want to make sure that you know, as we move into an intensification block, that that's something that we're being mindful of. So I think probably for his tier three, we're going to be doing some RDLs. Um, drill lift. Wait, what's a drill lift? Let me visualize that. I don't know if I'm familiar with that name. What, what is that? Attach a band. Drill lift, a lift to drilled. Oh, 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 not like a specific, the exercise isn't called that. Yes, yes, it, yeah, an accessory. That's what I 
I usually just say accessory. Um, attach a band to the middle of the bar and have that band attached. Ooh, yes. I need to add that to my accessory list. Yes, that's also a good one. I love that. Like what needs to be corrected to make, wait, okay, hold on. Let me go back up to Pagro. So that's, that's what I want to work on with my friends. Okay. Like it's, 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 and it's the consistency too. We want to get into the consistency of the reps. That's a really good point as well. This freaking mosquito bit me on my shoulder. You want to see his armpits. Okay. Ooh, good, good catch. Yeah, actually. Are we squeezing the armpits? Oh, okay, that's a good step. What are we squeezing? And one thing that I do also like is he is getting tension before the bar moves. He's, you know, that pulling his body to the bar. Um, even on the way down? Mm. Yeah, on the way down, it looks like we are relaxing a little bit, aren't we? Yes. Good catch. Yes. The, the armpits are, they need to stay squeezed, squeezed on the way down. We're getting a little bit of loosey-goosey relax. Not on that one. That one, a little bit towards the end, started to relax the armpits. Yeah, just to say we can see, but it's fine. Yeah, it's like a little bit, a little bit of relaxing before the bar is actually on the floor. So we want to make sure that we're staying front. Everything's squeezed all the way to the floor. And then we relax. Um, okay, so that's daddies, daddy lifties. Okay. Um, Deadlifts. Okay, so the deadlifts were through 15. Let's see. Bench was the next one he posted. It's 185. <laughs> look at it. Look at this boy. Doing his, doing his, uh, hold on, you can't see. White, oh my gosh. You guys, could you like not see before? Oh dear. I mean, looking at this video and what you pointed out when he's, oh shit, I'm sorry, Pagro. Okay, hold on. Okay, so ba -ba -ba. you couldn't, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Guys, put it in like big caps, like we can't see the video or change scene or something. Um, okay, so Pagro asked the question, I just started doing RDLs as an accessory, lightweight, never done them before, but they feel great. I, he rhymed. I had a similar issue with my deadlifts on a previous Tuesday. Do you think his stance is too wide or something? Do you think his stance is too wide? Uh, side guy for his conventional? I mean, looking at this video and what you pointed out, what needs to be changed to correct it? We couldn't. Um, is his stance too wide for his conventional? really see how wide his feet are. Um, I don't really know that it's, and they look like they're right under the hips. I don't really know that it's the stance itself that needs to change. It's more the hip hinge. 
It's the, it's the getting the hips back behind us. Just having trouble tracking what you thought needed to be adjusted there to fix the thing with his knees. Gotcha. So when we are trying to fix hip hinge, what I mean by hip hinge is the degree of the hips going back versus the knees bending. And when we're doing conventional deadlifts, we want a deep hip hinge and a little bit of knee bend, right? Versus when we're squatting, we get, move this boy out of the way. When we're squatting, we've got deep knee bend and hip hinge going on at the same time. The knees kind of come forward. Um, but when we've got a bar in front of us, we are going to hip hinge more and try to keep the shins back behind the bar so that the knees are not getting in the way. Um, and a lot of that has to do with hamstring flexibility, glute flexibility, and back flexibility. So, you know, to quote my homie, Ben Rice, a couple of, these, these are the exercises that like, honestly, when I seek his counsel for fixing this in my clients, it's amazing how fast I've been able to fix my clients who struggle with hip hinge using these three exercises. So the first one is seated good mornings. So the seated good mornings, you have either a band or a, whatever this is called, a bar, and you sit down, nice tall posture, squeeze your armpits, push your hips back, allow yourself to bend at the torso, but try to avoid allowing your spine to bend. Right, so we're not trying to do that. We're trying to keep this, the spine stable. It's just a hip hinge. We're just bending the hips and pushing them back, and then we're extending them to the top. So that's exercise number one. I suggest you do it in your priming. Okay, um, exercise number two is one that I kind of figured out recently. It's become my new favorite exercise for hip hinge is a standing hip thrust with a super band. Good morning. Good morning. So you take a super band and you attach it to the bottom of a squat rack or the bottom of a door somewhere stable. And then you step into it, pull it up like you're pulling up pants. And then you step forward so that it's like pulling your hips back. And then you start from standing. You allow the band to pull your hips back until you feel your hamstring stretch. And then you squeeze your butt to come back to the top. So you're like literally the band is pulling your hips back the way that they need to. So I love this exercise for working on hip hinge. And it's a priming exercise that I use on my clients too. So this is another one to add to your priming or warm-up sequence before you're going to de uh, deadlift. And then finally, you have your rack pulls. Um, rack pulls are like another very effective way for fixing your hip hinge. First, you want to figure out at what point your knees start to come over the bar. And um, let me move this stuff 
out of the way. Wait, uh, but yeah, let's actually just take this off so that you guys can see from the side. Okay, so for the rack pulls, you're gonna, the goal is you kind of wanna start with like wherever it is that like your knees tend to come forward and you want to position the bar so that you're going to hip hinge a little bit above that point. So basically you have the bar positioned in the safeties in the rack. You don't wanna miss this. Well, we'll clip it. You can clip it and, and I also will repost it to YouTube as well. So basically you push the hips back and you basically do a deadlift and then you put the bar back down on the safeties and you're specifically trying to focus on just bending at the hips to do that. And this might be challenging enough and if it, gets easy, then you lower the safeties. And now you're working on it from this point. Again, you're just trying to put the bar in the same place every time and let your hips go back. And when you're doing this, when you're stepping up to the bar, you're gonna practice the same thing that you would for deadlifts. You're gonna step up to the bar, make sure it's cutting your feet in half, right over your shoelaces, and then you're gonna pretend like that band, honestly, like you could do from the same direction that you face when you're doing the band hip thrust. That way you can kind of imagine yourself with the band pulling your hips back. And if you really, really struggle with it, you could put the two together. Where you're like, I mean, hopefully the band isn't gonna fall. <laughs> so you could put the two exercises together. It's just that the band might slide down is the problem. And you can add some weight onto it, but the way that you would progressively overload this is bring it so that the bar is lower and lower and lower until it's the point where it would be for you doing an actual conventional deadlift. That's the lowest that I can set my, my safeties. So to bring myself, I'm gonna bring myself up higher so that the bar is positioned lower. I can stand on a plate. So I want to put the plate under the bar where my feet would need to be. Okay, so now I'm a little bit higher and now I can progress from here. Pushing my hips back, trying to keep my knees from coming forward and getting in the way of the bar. Okay, so that's how we progress it. Does that make sense? So those are three exercises that I have used to help my clients to fix their hip hinge. And it works so fast. It, you don't, it does not take long for you to have to do rack pulls with the other two exercises as primers. 
it doesn't take long for you to be able to like get to the point where you're able to do it from the ground. It doesn't take long at all. Like one to two weeks, sometimes three weeks, but it's pretty quick. Do you typically recommend rack pulls to be done pretty heavy for more experienced or stronger folks? It kind of, it depends. Like, it depends. Um, I'd say like a moderate amount of weight, but not the same that you would be pulling like towards a max. Yeah, because it can hurt the rack on the one hand. And two, like I asked one of my clients, you know, how hard is this on a scale of one to 10? That's always how I, I have them rate them themselves as they're working. And he was like, well, physically, it was like a one, but mentally a 10. And I mean, since the goal is technique and changing your movement patterns, you wanna focus on the technique. You don't wanna really load up the bar a whole lot, just enough to get some kind of a stimulus, right? So for my client who, like my lacrosse player client, for example, you know, I'm gonna have him do 135 on that because that's, that's pretty lightweight for him. That's pretty lightweight for him. But it's enough that there's something on the bar, right? Um, and he'll be able to get that stimulus. But it, like, it only took like two sessions before we had him doing that completely on the floor, working his way to the floor. So it's kind of a, it's, just keep in mind, it's a mobility exercise. Mobility exercises you really shouldn't be doing super heavy. If you think about like the scale of one to 10 or the RPE scale, um, uh, I like how Juggernaut AI, uh, the Juggernaut system breaks up RPE. When it comes to mobility training, you should be working at a one to five RPE, meaning you have like at least five reps in the tank, um, if not many more, whenever you're doing mobility. So that's how I, I would say, like you can put some weight on the bar, but like you're not trying to fatigue the muscles, you're really just trying to work the movement. And then you take that movement to the floor and that's how you progress it. So that's how we fix our hip hinge. Um, I need some more. Man, it's crazy how thirsty I get from just talking to you guys. I haven't even done anything today. fill up my water soon. Brr, let's see, what else are we doing? What, who, whomst? Oh, we looking at Benji Bunch now? Let me just go ahead and move stuff around in case I need to do a little demo. We get thirsty talking to you too, hey. <laughs> okay. Okay. Benji bench. Okay. Should I just like go over? Let's do. Let's just do a little little baby review. 
a little baby review of what I look for. We don't have to do this every time we do Technique Tuesdays, but I think it's been a while since we've done like a really comprehensive full Technique Tuesday, so we might as well just kind of do a little revista. Why are you rushing me? Come here. It's not time for your dinner yet, you goober. You silly bear, come here, little hamster, little chicken nugget. No, it's not time for you to eat. Come here, say hi to chat. Look at this dog, my dog is amazing. Give him a kiss, Ooh, he tastes like raisin. A stroke of his mane, he turns into a plane and then he turns back again when he's stuck on his wing. Okay, oh wow, wow, he's just so much energy. Do you want a carrot? Do you want a carrot? That'll hold you over until dinner time. Okay. Crunch, crunch. Be a little spicy in here. Never, never, never have I ever been spicy. Not a day in my life. I'm a prude. Okay, so let's go over bench form. Um, when I am reviewing bench form technique Tuesdays for my clients or for you guys, these are the things that I like to see, okay? So uh, you do not have to have a crazy arch like mine. I am a woman with a big butt, okay? So my arch is gonna look more significant than yours. You don't need to have a crazy arch, but what you do need to do is have your back engaged. So the bench press is more than just flexing your pecs, all right? It's, it's way more than that. The bench, what really is gonna make the difference between having a heavy bench and a baby bench is how well you are able to brace your body from the shoulders down, okay? You have to be able to stabilize. And in order to do that, it's kind of like holding a plank, but like facing up. You need everything engaged, isometric contraction through your whole body, especially in your back, okay? So we wanna think about pushing the chest up towards the ceiling to engage your lats, pushing the chest up towards the ceiling. For me, it's gonna look like a big arch, but it might not look like that for you, and that's okay, as long as these muscles are fired up. Also, we wanna have external shoulder rotation, okay? We wanna have external shoulder rotation. That rotation there is gonna fire up your lats, as well as your teres minor, your infraspinatus, external shoulder rotator muscles, okay? What we want to do is we want to put our body into a position where the pecs can handle the load, right? If we are not getting our backs engaged, number one, we're not going to be stable. We're not going to be able to be stable. If the back is loosey-goosey, you're going to be moving around. We want to have it stable. We're not moving. Two, by pushing the chest up, you're making the pecs, you're putting them into a position where they're able to move the weight rather than your shoulders. We don't want this to be a shoulder exercise. Your shoulders will have to do some work, but it's your pecs that are the star of the show, okay? So let them shine. And also we wanna be pushing the ground away. So we wanna have the back of the legs engaged. We want to have the back back engaged. Squeeze your butt. Uh, ex friend of mine once said, Think about tucking your shoulder blades into your back pockets. 
right? That's gonna help you to squeeze your back, okay? Um, so that's our positioning from the shoulders down. And this is what I always want to see. I wanna see leg drive where you're pushing your legs into the floor. I wanna see engagement through the back of the body. I wanna see external shoulder rotation, okay? So I wanna see this activated down here. Um, okay, so getting into the position on the bar. At the top, I want that bar right over the shoulders, right over the hands, right over the elbows, right over the shoulders. And I wanna make sure that that bar is resting on my wrist joint, okay? It's not ooh, out here, that's gonna hurt my wrists, right? We want it resting right over the wrist joints so that there's a nice chain from the, uh, the bar through like a straight line from the bar through my wrist, through my sh uh, shoulders to the floor, okay? And as I lower the weight down, I'm pushing my chest up towards the ceiling, just like I'm doing a row. And I'm pulling the bar down to me. I'm gonna keep my chest pushed up and throw the weight up towards the ceiling, okay? As the bar is moving, another thing that might help is to think not so much of doing a T shape, we want an A shape. If you're pushing your chest up towards the ceiling, your arms are gonna make an A shape. If you're doing that external rotation and pushing your chest up, this is what we wanna see kind of at the bottom. You can have like a little bit more, like somewhere in between here, right? But it, we want an A shape, not a T shape. Okay, T shape is gonna be shoulder dominant and you can hurt your shoulder. So let your pecs be the star of the show. And as Jen Thompson says with the bench press, think of it less as like a push to the top. It is a pull the bar to you and then throw up, okay? Keep that chest up. That's what I like to see when I am looking for the bench technique. Mm -mm -mm -mm. would you have anything to add to that? Or Uber Cruiser? Or Bennigan's if he is on the lurk? Okay. What am I doing? Oh. So let's take a look at Side Guy's bench. Look at him with his spotter. That's right. Let's go. Hoo wee! This is heavy, heavy bench. He does a heavy bench and he has a volume bench. Oh wee! Grinding out. Hell yeah, I like it. Um, okay, so as you can see, he's already in this position here. He's got his feet back here underneath his butt so he can get that leg drive that we want to see. All right, and everything is engaged here. And see how he's like, his chest isn't like caving as he pushes the weight up, it's staying up, 
That's what we want to see. Also, check out how the weight tracks. Um, it's resting right on his wrists. And then also, his elbows are staying under the bar. And then the bar is right over the elbows and the shoulders at the top. So we got a nice chain from the bar to his joints towards the floor. And that is what we want to see. It's looking strong. So, um, yeah, I like it. As we move into this next block for the heavy bench, I would like to see more of a pause between reps. So we're starting from zero again. So we're not able to use any momentum between each rep. I want each rep to be a little microcosm in and of itself, a little, a little world in and of itself. Because again, just kind of like with uh, Shep's deadlifts I said earlier, that like just going straight up and then straight into the, the, the down, um, is that's a little bit of movement that's going to take a little bit of the load off. Um, and I want us to have each rep be kind of a microcosm of the big one rep, right? Each rep should be a practice of a one rep. Does that make sense? As we move into this next strength set. For hypertrophy, whatever, like up, down, I don't care, um, for, your volume, for your volume sets. But for the heavy boys, I want to see a little pause. I want each rep starting from zero. So let's take a look at the volume boys. Okay. Look at him using his safeties like a champ. Yeah, so for these volume ones, where we're just repping it out. You can get away with like, you know, more movement. Yeah, but I, I like it. It's looking solid. It's looking solid. Yes. Excellent. We've been working on that for a bit. And then we have the squats. We have the squats. Da, 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 da. Ooh, look at that. Nice, precise. One, two. Hips under the bar. Let's go. Ooh! Look at that depth. Hips and knees and ankles all moving at the same time. Let's fucking go. That's a gorgeous squat. One, two. That's what we like to see. Picturesque form. It's gorgeous. I'm stunned. Speechless. It's beautiful. That's textbook. Ah! Wow. Oh my goodness. It's, I, no flip-flops though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, there's not even, like there's no hip, 
there's no, uh, uh, what's it called? Butt wink. <laughs> no butt wink. That's a beautiful squat. And it's, um, I'm happy to see this because, uh, you know, that the hips are able to get back as much as they need to. Um, because typically when we have, when people are needing to work on their hip hinge in their deadlifts, it can also affect their squats to the point where, they, you know, their, their knees bend a little bit longer than their hips do. And that's what I was looking for on this. I was looking for the hips kind of stopping their movement before the knees do and then that like kind of like rocking forward. But no, every ting is moving at detained time. And it's a big surprise. It's not a big surprise. It's, yeah, that's, it's, it's lovely. That's beautiful. Proper shoes fail. I mean, these fail, these, I mean, these shoes are fine. Uh, any kind of flat sole shoe is going to be good. I just can't get over this. I could watch this all day. This is, this is so satisfying. <laughs> this is like uh, those ASMR satisfying uh, videos. Just like, look at it. I can't, can't imagine a more beautiful thing. And right here. And boom. Just give us a second. Give us a second. Pause at the bottom there. Holy smokes. He has proper shoes. That's the fail. Look at that. What, in, what is this? Is this a diagram? Is this a textbook diagram teaching us what is correct squat form? It's I am astounded. I'm floored. I'm speechless. Um, I am just enthralled. Jeebus Crikes. Amazing. Okay, so this next question was, should I add more weight? I, I do think, I do think we could add more weight, probably reduce the reps, but I do think I'm, I'm because the form is just so gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I think that for sure we could add more weight. You can tell as he fatigues the form does slip, but as he gets used to volume, that'll correct itself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, that's another reason why I think the jizz clip structure will be really good for us here. Um, because uh, that's going to give us the opportunity to push the weight, but then also continue working volume. But like, um, I am very happy with that. I think it's just a matter of reps, getting reps in. We're, we're, we're getting reps in. Psy Guy Geek took a, a good chunk of time off from lifting. So he's coming back to, we're easing his way back up to heavier lifts. Um, and so it is very cool to see just a couple weeks into, you know, starting to increase the weight on squats. And from adding squats, we didn't even squat for a long time. 
Um, and so just seeing the form being this way, I think that we are, and then I, I told him I wanted to work on, um, he wants to get, he wants, he's chasing a heavy bench. So we're focusing on bench, but the squat was the next thing that I wanted us to focus on in this next block. And so I think then we're going to get plenty of that because we're going to be squatting twice a week. The deadlift is only once a week, but uh, the squat, yes, you'll get both volume. I like it. I like it. I like it, like it. It's just getting those reps in. Okay, let me get a little, oh, I've been talking for so long. I need, I need some kind of snacky snack. Let me get my, um, my green smoothie. Dankeschön. Funny thing is, like, I know so many little snippets of a bunch of languages. Texela, hi, how are you? Mm -mm -mm. I am su I'm on such a green smoothie kick, dude. How long would you run a strength program for? Um. Until you hit a plateau. I mean, but if you're doing a mixed program, you could do it indefinitely if you're doing like both. Right, indefinitely until goals change or you hit a plateau. You're okay-ish, been dealing with some stuff lately. I'm sorry, me too. I mean, I think like all of the planets are in the microwave right now, so. Like, it's the survival games. Oh, jeez. I need to start my workout soon. It's so funny. You guys are so funny. You guys are so, so funny. Because some weeks, you guys post nothing to the tech channel. Zero. There's nothing. It's, it's like crickets in there. And then other weeks, everybody's like, look at that form. Look at that form. Look at that form. Look at that form. It's so funny. So some weeks we're going to spend a little bit more time on technique reviews. See, in mid-October, are you onboarding? I am onboarding new clients currently. I am trying so hard to get more clients. Because, bruh, it's rough out in these streets. I mean, yeah, like, I would love for you to post. I would love that. My first BJJ comp won't be until January 20th. Had to postpone it. I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm really nervous that I'm hitting pretty soon the point where this, like, this is my hyperfixation food right now. My dopamine food. I feel like I'm getting really, really close to where it's no longer going to give me dopamine. It's, you know, when, you know, when you hit that point where, like, your dopamine food starts to taper off a little bit and it's like, oh, wait, no, no, no. It's starting. Mm. Let me pee. Let me pee and I'll BRB.
All right. Got to find a new dopamine food. After the Zen bro, I'm contemplating hiring a trainer just accountability. Oh, wee, that would be so fun. Yeah, let's work together. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, you want to do your leg day so bad right now, but your right quad has been cramping a lot, a lot lately. Don't really know why. I do a few squats rep, and I'll feel something weird, even sometimes just with body weight. Are you hydrated? What's your hydration levels and your sleep levels lately? You mentioned that you were stressed. Sometimes people, when they're stressed, they forget to drink water, and then they also don't sleep very well. And those can definitely cause tightness and cramping. Um, okay, let's take a look. What am I doing? When I get stressed in my brain, my body like flexes and gets stiff. Ugh, it's the worst. Yeah, I get stiff too. Okay, oh man, look at, oh my goodness, I was not prepared. Hold on, back it up, let's go. How much is on that fucking bar? Do we, do we have some weights? Top sets from this week. One, so three. 375. For squat, bench, 270. Sheesh. Might be that. Had some bad stomach problems lately, so dehydration. Get you some, get you some, oh my God. Listen, they have these like little icy pops um, that are like made from uh, Pedialyte. Pedialyte little icy pops. So yummy. But yeah, get some little hydration salts or something. Drink up. Or just drink, just eat some fruit and veggies. That, that'll also give you electrolytes too. Um, okay. All right, all right. Okay, so I just was not prepared. Give me a second. Okay, so that's a lot of weight. Mm, oh, check off number one. Look at the safeties. Practicing safe sets as we like to see. Repping it out. <sighs> Just rep, casually wrapping out. What was it? Uh, 270. Just, just, just real cash, you know, just super casual. I wish that you had somebody to spot you or to like to give you a lift off because that, like, that lift off was a little rough. And look, there's people there. You could have had a lift off. I wish that you could have had a lift off because then like you, you probably like you probably lost some energy like stabilizing the bar just there. But then you're like, eh, no big deal. Let me just pop out 500 reps. Oh, so you you're doing this. Um, so you're you're not rebracing between reps. You're repping out and then you're breathing and then you get new breath. Yeah, very similar to Remad and Guys preferred breathing pattern. Ooh-wee. It got caught in the J-cup. I don't trust people to lift this. Even just like freaking stabilize. You need, you need better gym friends. Um, that's the only criticism I have is like I would have, 
I would have liked a little little lift off just to stabilize. Um, look at the leg drive. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Don't you like how he's squeezing his cheeks? <laughs> um, leg drive check. Just look how stable that base is from the shoulders down. That's just like everything is squeezed. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what allows him to move so much weight. We also had closer to eight without that catch. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you could have had more reps if you got a lift off. I'm just saying. You know, to each his own. To each his own. But I feel like you probably could get, you know, get, get some sex with your little, you know. As long as you're very clear with them on like what your what your boundaries are for uh, for for spotting. You know, you don't want them jumping in and trying to like help you with the weight when you're like, let me grind. Ugh. Okay, looks good. Looks good. All I have is check marks except for that lift off. <laughs> but I, I applaud you, sir. I applaud you. Let's see. Ooh, wee! More, more squats? Excuse me. Let's see, let me, let me go back. My brain skipped out. Okay. Okay, let's go. One, two, skiddly-doo, he's ready to rock. Look at that walkout. That's what I'm talking about. No tippy-tappies. Just let's get down to business to defeat the squats. Minimal time faffing about under the bar. Love to see it. Depth. That's good. Go back. I love to see that back staying neutral. It looks so good. No popping the booty because we're not trying to twerk under 315 pounds. Yes. You can also tell like I love your balance. Um, it, I wish I had a side angle, but it, I can kind of tell from here, like your balance between the front of your foot and the back of your foot, like you are going straight down, straight up. Love to see it. There's not really a lot of like shifting at the bottom. Like a lot of times you see like people kind of like shift forward a little bit. I even do that sometimes. Um, but the, the balance forward and back is really good. I like it. I like it. I don't like it. I love it. It's amazing considering you thought that you were never going to lift again. I also love that at the top, hips are right under the bar. That's what a lot of people do, speaking of twerking, like a lot of times like people, and I am guilty of this sometimes too, where like I come up and hips are like back, right? You want <clears throat> hips under the bar. And it's so easy to not do that sometimes because you go into like leg press mode 
But, um, but yeah, if I did that, my spine would break in two. People do it though, right? Like people do it. Um, even I do it sometimes when I'm like working at low reps, but like you don't want to be doing that. Beast. I love it. Once again, we got the safeties. They're a little low, but I mean, I feel like if you failed, you still, they would catch you. That squat rack is kind of narrow. I, I don't blame you for not wanting to squat inside the rack. If I fail, I just stand back up. I don't blame you for not wanting to squat inside the rack. I get so claustrophobic inside the rack because mine is pretty narrow as well. I think my brother, my brother has a squat rack that has like three columns and it's like goals, right? So you can squat inside the rack without, can't fit inside that thing genuinely. Yeah, it's, it's super, super tight. Yeah, so I don't blame you. Anybody else just get satisfied from watching good form lifts? Oh yes, it's like ASMR. For sure. That's why I keep replaying them because I'm like, yes. Question for people who do train people, for the for the personal trainers, or you know even just you guys, if you're a lifter, when you watch people lifting, do you like empathically flex your muscles? John Deeds, wow! Thank you for gifting that sub. To Lola Tupaz. Lola Tupaz. I know that name. How do I know that name? How do I know that name? Lola Tupaz. How do I know that name? Would you like to pick a sticker? Where are the stickers? Ah, here we go. Not really. No? Okay. I think it's something especially personal trainers do. Like coaches, we have this funny thing that we do. If you ever are in a gym and you're watching somebody like a trainer or a coach training their people. These are your speakers. Speak one. She has questions. I'll try to send her over to you. Ooh, I feel like I know her name. I feel like I've, I feel like I know her name. The color's on me. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go for, oh, no, no, no. Look at this guy at the bottom here, the white one with the uh, colorful polka dots. Oh my God, he looks like um, rainbow chip frosting. <sighs> my favorite thing in the world. Hyperfixation from my childhood. Okay, so if you're ever, if you're ever like in a strength training gym and you see people like a good trainer, a good trainer training their people and they're like watching form, like you'll notice that like, when the like when their when their client is like coming up out of a squat, right? You'll see them like just standing there. If you pay attention to their body, they like they brace and they squeeze their like they're standing there and they like like squeeze and they brace. I do it all the time. Like when I when I'm when I am uh, like watching my clients, like and I'm you know I lift off or I like you know whatever I'm watching from the side and as they're coming up. I actually breathe with them and I don't even intend to. Sometimes I do it on purpose because I'm trying to teach them when to breathe. But like, I'm like watching them and I'm like, 
and I like I catch myself like squeezing my butt, and it's exactly like a proud parent watching uh, their 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 kid like play a sport where you're just like, you know, I do that with my clients, <laughs> and I think that Boopaloop does it too. I haven't really watched Boopaloop. Boopaloop and I have trained in the same room just a couple of times in the last couple of weeks because he went on vacation but like no it's 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 so funny like I just like will be standing there and I realize like I'm squeezing my butt or I'm like standing like really flexed I'm like relax <laughs> relax girl but yeah it's like it's just and I can't help it like so it's like probably why I've been able to hold on to so much of my like my uh muscle definition even through periods where I'm only lifting twice a week because when I'm teaching people, I am doing basically isometric contractions for a couple of hours a day. <laughs> so it's like literally, like this is not because I lift so much. It's literally because I teach and as I'm teaching, I'm like flexing. Because <sighs> um, it's like telepathically, I'm trying to like cue my clients. Anyway, um, okay, so that was Sweet Lou's stuff. Amazing, amazing. I love it. Love to see it. We got some remad. Ooh, paw squats. Lola two paws. Hey there. I feel like I know your name. Have we interacted somewhere in the in the Twitchverse, like in maybe someone else's stream or something? I feel like I know your name. Are you doing your own workout? I am, but I got to get through these technique reviews first, especially because we didn't really have any last week. Love sunny weather. You did a 315 squad. Let's fucking go. Okay. Rufus, it's okay. You don't need to bark. Rufus, no barking, please. He no listen. He no listen. Rufus, no barking, please. Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Okay. On Mana's stream a lot. There's no mana. He's singing the song of his people. Okay, let's take a look at this squat, paw squats. Right. Notice no slippers. Green check mark for that. Everything is black. I just noticed the safeties. Good job. I was like looking for safeties and okay, let's go back. Okay. A little tippy tappies, but we've talked about that before and I know like you're unsure about the floor, so I, I get it. I would, I would love to see two steps. I would love to see two steps, but I also know like things are a little finagly. I think we can get deeper, dude. I think we can get deeper in that. But I, I think that what I mentioned in your, uh, your, the text review, you need more light in there. Yeah, get, get some pink light, like mine. Like a little box light. Um, I think, you know how I mentioned in the technique, the, the, the message that I sent you, how I want to be working on your 
um, hip mobility. I want to work on hip hinge. Um, that is going to help a lot because I think, let me, let me just go back here. Let me see what, I think it's the, 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 the here we go. Yeah, I think I want your hips a little bit more bend there. Where do you feel? Let me see what your ankle's doing. Pause a little high. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking I would love a little bit more depth here. Now, this is the last week, right? This is the last week of your, of your training, your current training block. So it's like stuff that we'll continue to work on. Um, but yeah, we're, and, and that might be because uh, that's where you're comfortable pausing, right? But yeah, you get decent depth on your regular squats. And I think, uh, I think you can get deeper into that, but we'll continue working on that. It's an accessory, right? Um, continue working on that high bar back squat, regular, regular squat. Do, 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 do. Can you guys see it? Okay, yeah. Good. You got to your position a little faster on this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I need to work. I think I do. I, this is the same thing. I want to work on your hip hinge a little bit. Do you see how... Um, you're coming forward a little bit. It's not just, these are good squats. These are good squats, but we're, we're here for technique tips, right? The next thing that I really want to focus on, can I slow it down? Can I slow it down at all? Um, the next thing that I really want to focus on is, okay, so knees, knees, hips, ankles, ideally we want them bending all at the same time. They stop at the same time. And so we're getting close to the bottom of the squat. Everything's moving at the same time, same time, same time, same time. And then there comes this point where the, the hips here, right there. We start to move forward a little bit. Do you see that tiny little forward movement? Little tiny, tiny, tiny forward movement. And what that tells me, and it's, it's super hard to see because I can't really tell the, because it's all black in there. I need you to start wearing like bright pink shorts. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I would like to see a little bit, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with the lower back, and I would love to see what's going on with the lower back. My suspicion is uh, that we want to work a little bit more on getting, keeping the hips back so we don't get that forward movement at the bottom, which usually indicates like the knees are able to bend more, the ankles are able to bend more, but the hips are a little bit limited. So like here, like, we're a little bit more forward. Definitely that one, not so much. There. Do you see how you're kind of like coming forward? Does that make sense? So the that's, um, and when we're talking about like balance forward and back, usually if we have a tendency for the weight to track forward at the bottom of the squat, like that, that little bit, little, little tiny bit there, that's usually we need to do a little bit more work to fortify the backside, the hips, the glutes, the hamstrings, 
which I already planned on, on having you work on. You can see it in that one. Yeah, so I, I already kind of planned on having us do more hip hinge work anyway. So we're already kind of, it's already in the plan. But that's, that's where I would like to kind of focus on terms of our technique, is that kind of forward movement. It's very, very slight. It's very slight on a lot of these. But it's, yeah, usually a sign of, um, we just need to, we need to get that butt back a little bit more. Would front view help too? Um, for right now, I mean, front, I mean, front views are also helpful, yes. But right now, what I'm specifically looking for is the ankle, ankle, knee, hip movement at the same time. Yeah, so we're kind of just a little bit of a tracking forward sometimes where the ankles and the knees are bending a little bit more than the hips are at the bottom. And again, that's just gonna that it's gonna help us to to do the the rack pulls, the um, standing hip thrust, those uh, the the seated good mornings, all of those exercises that I showed at the beginning um, of our technique Tuesday. Those are gonna help with us with that, and it doesn't take long. In my experience, once I have you guys start doing those for priming, it does not take long before that that getting the hips back and reaching them back pattern. Um, like it, it gets nice and established. So yeah, good job all around. Everybody, all the audience clap. Good job guys, thank you so much for posting your Technique Tuesdays. Um, I hope that you found it helpful and I hope that uh, um, you know, even if you didn't post your Technique, watching the Technique reviews will help you to think about your own movement um, but don't forget that I am taking on personal training clients. So if you're interested in working with me as your personal trainer, as your coach, um, I'm taking on clients right now and you can get some more information about my program on my website. I'm just go personal training. There you go. I also have some DIY programs. If you're like, I want to lift and I want a program that's designed by a personal trainer, maybe I don't actually need like the one-on-one -on -one attention, but it just would be nice to have a program that somebody has written. Um, my workout programs on the Trainerize app um, are a great place to start for that. Um, and they do actually have messages that will teach you like how to do the thing, how to lift. Um, so that, that accompanies each of the programs, especially the beginner level programs have messaging that go along with it. And then also just like, don't forget to sign up for my email list because I'm sending emails like every week now with technique tips, fat loss tips, nutrition tips, sometimes some recipes, and you can um, find that on my website. You can sign up for that right on my website. So um, lots of places to get that information and follow my YouTube channel because I'm posting um, exercise tutorial videos on my YouTube channel. And very, 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 very soon, we are going to have a podcast. Ah! Yeah, I said it. We're going to have a podcast. Mm -hmm. We'll have a video and audio component of that and also a tech, uh, text component for that as well. So that is in the works, and it will be available soon. <laughs> We're taking over the internet. <laughs> um, so yeah, all the places. You like it here? We like you. So Lola, two paws. Tell me a little bit about the paws. Who's paws? Who's Lola? And who has two paws? And what kind of paws are they? Are they cat paws? Are they dog paws? Are they hamster paws? 
And do you know that bunnies don't have paws? They just have like little clawy fingers. Your profile picture? Yeah, click in. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Look at the cute little puppy dog. A baby dog. Oh my gosh. My puppy dog hears me. He's like, who? Me? Who? Me? Oh my goodness. What a doonin'. What a doonin'. Mm. He's such a cute, handsome, handsome boy. Handsome, handsome in the world. Mwah. Love him. Um, oh, it's his dinner time. It's that time. It's time to feed the boy. You guys want to feed the boy? Let's see. Can we feed like a little seasoning of this? It's time to feed the boy. He's just a boy. Okay, is he excited? Is he excited and ready to eat? Oh my gosh. Okay, are we ready? Can you do circles? Good job, can you go up? Good, can you go down? Can you lay down? Can you roll over? a good rollover. You showed your tummy. Everything. You're a medical massage therapist just getting back in the gym since 2017. Congratulations. That's exciting. When did you, when did you start back? This week, last week, last month, this month? You're also a body nerd? Me too, dude. Me too. I love this shit. I'll, last week, are you sore? This looks like a butt. This looks like I drew a profile of a lady. Or am, is that just my bisexual showing? Looks like a butt. That looks like a butt. No, that's the bar path when people have their knees, when they need to hip hinge more and the bar has to like go whoop, over the, the knees. It's a butt, thank you, it's a butt. We do love, we love a good butt. Okay, I need to fill up my water and then I get to do my workout. You recover pretty well, so you're going a bit heavier today for leg day. Hell yeah. I'm glad that you were able to recover well. Usually people kind of ass blast themselves <laughs> on the first week back, especially if they used to lift really heavy. All right, let's pick up. Let's pick up the pace. Let's get moving and grooving. Good job, everybody, on your techniques. I'm so proud of you. You're so perfect in every way. But now it's time to party and get my workout in. <laughs> 